where would you spend an extra $10,000 a month if you suddenly had that extra cash to invest in your agency? No strings attached, available today. Where would you use that sudden infusion of capital? That's the first of our Fast Five questions you've likely heard us ask before on every episode of this show. Well, last week, we had the chance to ask this same question to over 20 more agency owners and their team members, while myself and several other team workers descended into Boston for Inbound 23. It was actually a really unique chance to ask the same question of so many agency leaders in such a short period and analyze the results. We'll save the final tallies until the end here, plus share with you a few strategies you can employ to take action if you're in the same boat as our guests in today's Inbound 23 Roundup episode on Agency Life. For now, we've been able to categorize the responses into five main buckets. So first, we can see that there were a lot of similar answers, which I hope is at least encouraging to you as an agency leader. Agency life can feel lonely at times, like your agency is the only one struggling with the challenges that you're facing, like maybe you're some sort of oddball for clinging to the specific aspirations you have for your agency. Well, if we learned anything through so many rapid fire conversations at Inbound last week, it's this, you are not alone. There is a vibrant community of agency leaders who are trying to find a way forward and often together. Now that my little, hopefully at least encouraging aside is over, here are those five buckets in no particular order. These are the five areas your peers said they'd spend that extra $120,000 a year if they suddenly had it right in their bank account. Number one, enablement. Number two, hiring. Number three, marketing their own agency. Number four, product development. And number five, training. Let's hear from a few guests who replied with that last area, training of their teams. I would definitely invest in education and training. HostBot is a fantastic tool, and there's all kinds of new tools, AI, everything that's happening right now. And so I think with as quickly as things are growing, I think that having specialized training, having more contact, and showing people how we come up with the solutions that we come up with would really help with uh, onboarding people faster and getting people up to speed more quickly and getting them fully integrated with how we do things and what we're hoping to accomplish now and into the future. You just heard from Amara Omaregi, president of Amar Reps, and she makes a really great point. AI was definitely a hot topic all week long at Inbound. Did I say all week long? But what good is all sorts of new technology and powerful tools if your team doesn't know how to harness their power effectively for your clients? Christopher Barnett, founder of Workflow, also echoed this very same sentiment of investing in his existing team with an emphasis on intentionally developing the culture within his agency. Yeah, I think I would invest it in the people that are part of our team. I think having to build a culture from scratch is very difficult and having the funds to be able to support culture development inside of a small team, especially in a remote workforce, is very important. So I would invest 10 grand in culture for sure. When I spoke with Suma and Abhinav from Nisway, Asia's first 
first HubSpot elite partner agency. The two co-founders took their answers in different directions. I love how Suma was so emphatic about the investment in their people, especially tying that to the trajectory HubSpot is talking about in the market at large. I think more uh, tools, probably more technology that we want to stuff that we want to automate. I love it. Suma, where would you put that extra investment right now? Training of my people, okay. upscaling. Upsport is getting up market, so you know we need to get more skills in that space. So a lot of uh, training on the business and the technical side. Cameron Collins and Andrea Peck come from different roles in their respective agencies, so it was interesting to get their take on where they'd like to see extra budget allocated within their respective organizations, Rev Partners and Remotish. From a different perspective on things, the training theme continued with them as well. So we'd be going all out with educating our team as much as we can to be subject matter experts. Ultimately, bringing in more customers and doing what we can to generate revenue means nothing if our team isn't performing at their best. So we'd invest every dollar in our team. After I threw us a big party, I would probably invest it back into our own education and maybe mentorship. Remotish, the culture is really big on education and mentoring. Um, I've been lucky enough to be mentored by Nicole as my my leader and my manager in my role. And then all of the people in Remotish as well, they get the opportunity to sign up for a coaching program. So I get to kind of give back to that and, and give a little bit of taste of what I've been able to have. Keeping with our theme of people, another key theme in my conversations at Inbound was hiring, as you heard from the list earlier. Similar to our first group of interviewees, several agency leaders answered this question with a definitive response focused on their team. But in this case, they focused more on adding new team members. In this case, it was interesting to hear from agency leaders like Jalen Glass, marketing manager at Perfect Afternoon, who qualified her response with more emphasis on the types of skills she'd be looking for in new roles to add to their team. Hiring. More people, the better. (laughs) Specifically for HubSpot too, because we are a HubSpot partner two years almost now. So growing that department a little bit more would be so helpful for us. We were just talking with another agency owner here at the booth and he was saying, you know, we're starting to look for people who have not just the right skills, but the experience with the right platforms, with the right tools, that sort of stuff. So definitely echoing a common thing already. Probably not surprising to hear at Inbound, agencies were talking about hiring more specialized and proven talent with deep HubSpot experience. But That wasn't the only instance of this type of response. Stefan Linton, VP of Operations at Unlimited Tech Solutions, was in a similar position. Let's hear from him. Right now, I'd say uh, growth. We are growing and just more bodies to specialize on the work that we're doing. So definitely growth. That's what we need right now. This theme of investment in the people and a focus on training continued with smaller agency owners like Michael Sampson, founder of Sampson Media, who's making that transition we often see here at Teamwork.com when agencies are trying to get from simply delivering on client work to the following grow phase of the business. I think... The biggest thing for me right now is just hiring a couple specialists to, you know, for for service delivery and then outsourcing those support functions like the admin and accounting, anything to take me out of the day to day so I can focus on the sales and, and growing the business. 
And rounding out this group was Shayna Staggerwald, founder of Modern Driven Media, with an emphatic response on growing her headcount in the agency right away with the extra cash. It's hard to find, but we would invest in the team. Finding the right talent has been a common theme already a day and a quarter into Inbound this year. You know, last year at Inbound, I remember chatting with Patrick, the CEO of New Breed, about their efforts to build more products, in addition to continuing to refine the service side of their business as an elite HubSpot solutions partner. Interestingly enough, 14% of the agency leaders we interviewed this year, when we asked them this $10,000 a month question in our Fast Five, actually responded with some sort of product development ambitions themselves. For instance, Pasha Urshad, co-founder of Shape and Scale, sees investing in product development as a helpful and maybe even necessary element of differentiating your agency. I would probably hire somebody to help me with product development, helping us figure out solutions, helping us figure out tech-enabled solutions to better diversify what we do. Being at HubSpot's inbound, there's 6,000 partners. I think it really makes me realize with the advent of AI, with just the glut of people all doing the same thing, the need to differentiate is like big, but it's very hard to do that without specific skill sets. So that's probably what I would do. Probably not enough money, but I would start somewhere there. Mike Eastwood, founder of Webalite and Portal IQ, see both the service and the product companies coming together here. He's already been headed down this path with Portal IQ, and he saw this opportunity hypothetical as it may be, as a chance to invest more in this area if he had the opportunity. Yeah, I'd put it straight into Portal IQ. We've developed this fully automated HubSpot audit revision two, so still room for improvement. It's a great product for content marketing. So we'd be doing this way more often and helping people learn HubSpot and get more out of HubSpot. Similar to Mike, Kevin England, president and CEO of Vonazon, chimed in on this front and his answer was interestingly tied to a similar theme of the week in Boston artificial intelligence. By the way, is it not cool to say artificial intelligence rather than AI these days? Just thought we've heard these two letters in that order so many times that it might actually register better if we occasionally mix it up in conversation. Anyway, here's what Kevin had to say, all of that aside. This is an easy one for me. So about a year ago, I started a part of our business, a new department called AI Innovation Labs. So I'm not quite sure if everybody's responding the same way. But um, we would build out our AI tool set and enhance that and actually build our own AI tool that can help customers to um, increase efficiency, productivity within their own organizations with artificial intelligence. All right. We've heard from over a dozen agency leaders so far, all answering this same question. If someone gave you $10,000 a month to help you better run your agency, how would you use it? But as I mentioned at the top of the episode, we posed this question to over 20 agency leaders while we were on the floor of the convention center in Boston. So what was the final breakdown? If you remember the five answer categories from earlier, you may have already determined what the remaining 38% of our guests shared as the number one answer to this question. Either way, let's recap 
where we are so far. Of the agency leaders who answered this question, here were the responses in order this time. Coming in at number five was enablement. This response of investing in tech and tools to equip the team for greater efficiency came in fifth with 5% of the responses. Number four was product development. As we spoke about just a few minutes ago, we heard from several agency owners who are thinking about or already investing in enhancing their agency's offerings by supplementing services with supporting or complementary technology products with 14% of the responses fitting into this category. Number three was hiring as we get on this theme of the people. As we heard from several agency owners earlier, adding more people to the team to manage capacity and be ready for more client work was a common theme and made up 19% of the responses here. Number two, where we heard from even more agency owners was training, incorporating both leveling up skills and investments in mentoring, coaching, and culture. It's even more evident to me how focused and rightfully so many agency owners actually are on equipping their team members for success as I think about the responses in this area. So Did you catch what number one was by process of elimination yet? We mentioned it briefly on the initial list of five. It's marketing. Investing in their own marketing is the number one answer to this question about where agency leaders want to invest more of their budget with nearly 40% of the responses. Okay, 38% to be exact. The agency leaders we spoke to in Boston continued with this common refrain we've heard from our first dozen or so guests on the podcast. Had you caught that already? This theme has been existing in investing in your own marketing from the past guests on this show as we think about categorizing their fast five answers. If you're with the majority group here, besides letting you know that you're not alone, then I mentioned that that is important to us here on Agency Life at the top of the episode. We want to give you some tactical next steps, as we always try to do here on the show, to take on marketing your own agency, whether you get a sudden gift of $10,000 per month or not because it's probably not happening tomorrow if we're both honest with ourselves. But first, let's hear from some of the agency leaders who were in Boston last week to get their reasoning behind and plans for this extra marketing budget if they had it. I love, love, love what Tim Davidson at Directive said about investing in micro events for customers and prospects. Let's take a listen. I would actually use it on very targeted approach of dinners. Building relationships. We, because we only work with software and technology companies, there's only a certain amount of companies we can work with. So I would actually use that to build and re- strengthen the relationships of our current clients, but also bring in new clients by, you know, building those relationships through dinners or even, you know, just fun games. It could be, you know, axe throwing or something like that, but something that builds uh, some sort of camaraderie between us. Rob Jones, creative lead at Rev Partners and the mayor of Inbound, echoed in-person events, but with a slightly different twist. Building out a partner program that meets in person. So something like a hug, but in person and more of a networking. This happens once a year. And so my exposure and, and kind of introduction to this has been all virtual. Um, which is great. I mean, it's fantastic that you can do that and have a successful business that is fully remote. However, 
people want to come here and spend money on tickets. And I mean, there's 70,000 people descending on the city of Boston because they miss in-person human interaction. So it would be towards that. It'd be towards events to get, you know, build a partner program up a little bit more successfully. Justine, founder of Gepard Communications and Nathan, founder and CEO of Content Chemistry, combined their interest to invest in marketing with a similar sentiment. Each talked about dedicating a role within the agency to exclusively focus on marketing their firm as the primary responsibility for that individual. Justine's response was really quick. I think I would hire a person doing marketing for us, all only for us, not for our customer, just for us full time, just to make sure that we are our best case study. I think that's something uh, we sometimes agency owner, people in the team do marketing for us and we should focus on that. So I would do that for sure. Nathan mentioned how he'd like to take some of these things off his plate as the agency founder as they move forward and continue to grow the agency. I think I'd probably invest in our marketing and sales because at the moment it's me doing a lot of it and it's not being done as it should. So I'd be like doubling down into that, eating our own dog food, drinking our own champagne. I'd be doing that. Another interesting theme showed up from Salim Malouf of Conveying Your Message and Adam Stahl at Remotish, who called out video content as an area they'd put any extra marketing dollars they could right now. Adam called out the type of quick video capture we were doing while capturing audio for this podcast at Inbound. I have to say, I think it'd be something developing a content engine kind of like you have here. It's rich video content, digestible, watchable, viewable, repeatable uh, to get folks interested, engaged, and educated. From Salim, he mentioned he'd prioritize video content as well Let's hear what he had to say. As the content guy myself, production tools for quick video content, and we need to be experts in that before we start, you know, teaching them how to do it. Salim's co-founder, Chris Carolyn, at Conveying Your Message, who is an in-house marketer recently turned agency co-founder, echoed something we heard from Nick Bennett on last week's episode, taking time to nail their positioning as an agency. I think that would allow me to make sure we've done the right voice of customer activities, maybe not so much pressure on the sales side of things, finding clients, finding prospects. So yeah, making sure that our positioning and that they're going to be receptive to, you know, our approach. Finally, my friend Nate Turner, CEO of 10Speed, whose agency already creates a ton of great content for their clients and their agency alike, said he'd double down on their own content marketing, layering in a few specific types that I thought were fairly unique. I think I would probably put a, a good chunk of that into creating more content for ourselves, maybe some of the more unique time-intensive data reports, things like that. And I think the rest I might put into podcast sponsorships. So that leads us to the question, what's an agency leader like yourself to do with all of this? Maybe you're thinking the same. I'd take that $120,000 per year and put it straight into marketing for our agency. But how could you use it most effectively? Better yet, what could you do today if that check doesn't actually show up in the mailbox? Here are three things I think you could do even without that suddenly larger marketing budget. Number one, get crystal clear on the problem that your agency solves. Number two, create a system for short form video content creation and distribution. Number three, collect customer testimonials more frequently and systematically. 
From here, let's dig into each of these in the last few minutes, if you're still hanging with me there. By the way, if you've been following this show for a bit, you know that this is the first of this compilation-style episode that we've ever done. It seemed like a fitting time to experiment with this episode type coming back from Inbound last week, so let me know what you think. Shoot me an email at logan.liles at teamwork.com or shoot me a DM on LinkedIn. Do you love it? Do you hate it? Do you kind of like it, but you have an idea for how we could make it better? Let me know via email or a LinkedIn message. I would love, love, love to get your feedback. All right, back to our regularly scheduled program. Where was I? Oh yeah, let's talk about these three ideas for investing in your own marketing without a ton of extra money to spend. Number one was clarify the problem you solve more than the solution you deliver. If you didn't catch last week's episode with Nick Bennett from Harness and Hone, go check out that episode right after this one. I promise you it will not disappoint. He calls out the issue with most marketing done by agencies for themselves, that is. They don't have anything substantial to market. Sounds harsh, but as he explained more, I actually saw the truth in this. He said they're making themselves replaceable and often forgettable by marketing the solution and trying to convince clients that they're the best option. Instead, he says, and this is a slight tweak, but once you see this, you can't really unsee it. Market the problem and then you'll become the default solution. With that being said, I'd highly recommend having your team listen to that episode. It dropped just last week. Then schedule a time to get together to discuss and brainstorm what changes you might make to your positioning as an agency based on that session. How do you get clear on the problem that you solve and how can you communicate that to new prospective clients? You can use Nick's framework. It's linked in the show notes of that episode and I'll put it in the description of this episode just for good measure as a guide for that team discussion. I think that about covers it for number one. Number two, if you remember, is to create a system for creating and distributing short form video content. In my time at a podcast production agency, shout out to James and Jeremy and all my friends over at Sweetfish, by the way, I learned that repurposing interview-based podcasts into short-form videos for your social channels is actually a very highly effective way to generate more content to market your business, and especially your agency when you've got limited resources dedicated to your own marketing when oftentimes those are dedicated to client work. But maintaining a consistent podcast for yourself as an agency can be tough. So here's an idea to leverage this efficient repurposing strategy without the burden of maintaining an ongoing show that you always have to keep going and promote. Do this instead. Set a regular time every week or every other week with a few people within the agency. Show up and chat like you would on Zoom, but record the call on Riverside.fm. This is actually the tool we use here at Teamwork.com to record this show, Agency Life. When you're on with your colleagues, talk about the challenges your clients are overcoming. Talk about the questions they're asking. Have you read They Ask You Answer by Marcus Sheridan? Probably. Use that to your advantage here. Talk about, without being pitchy, a creative solution you came up with for a client that week. Record it all, but without worrying about 
any sort of long form production of the content. Just record the long conversation in order to pull the short form video clips. Then you can either use Riverside's embedded video clipping functionality or export the files into a tool like Descript, which will automatically transcribe the files and you can use their fancy captions feature to optimize the clips for sharing on social because you'll have those auto-generated captions in the video. If you want a more automated path, check out two tools I've recently been experimenting with, Opus Clip or Memento. These are two AI video clipping tools. Did I say AI again? Okay. Anyway, these might be the best starting point for you to just get creating and posting some short form video content featuring the subject matter experts within your agency. And then if you get into a rhythm, you can level up once you've started creating this sort of content consistently. Start small and iterate from there. All right, it's time to bring it home. Number three on our list was collect customer testimonials more frequently and systematically. Recently, I've come across two really cool tools that make it ridiculously easy to collect audio and even video responses from your clients remotely and asynchronously. Video Ask, which is now part of Typeform, and Vouch. I actually heard about the second one from Jess Cook over at Lasso. In either case, these tools basically allow you to create a survey or even just a one-question prompt. You can then send that question or series of questions to individuals via email, and they can reply back with recorded audio or video. This is a great way to get your clients sharing their experience with your agency and talking about the problems you've helped them solve. See how we're tying that back to the advice in number one, by the way? The video quality, by the way, might not be amazing as it's going to be dependent on the webcam or phone that your client is using to send back their video response. But even though it might not be as great as if you did a full on-site customer story or case study, I bet it'll be worthwhile for a few reasons. One, you can execute on this more quickly. Number two, lower production value content sometimes can be perceived as more authentic and therefore more trustworthy. So it's not the worst thing in the world. And number three, it could actually open the door for a larger case study with that client that you didn't even know they would be willing to do with you after you go back and forth on this quick quote. So that rounds it out. That's our list of three for you today. If you're like the majority of the agency leaders we've surveyed so far on this podcast and in person at Inbound last week, and you want to double down on your own marketing for your agency, remember these three potential next steps. Number one, get clear on the problem that you solve with your entire team. Number two, create a system for short form video content. It's easier than you might think. Number three, regularly collect customer testimonials and create a system for doing this regularly. Like I mentioned before, let me know what you think of this episode format and shoot me an email or a LinkedIn DM. Should we do more? Should we do deep dive episodes in this format on other topics like AI or rounding up and analyzing the other fast five questions we asked all the agency leaders we connected with at Inbound? 
Let me know what you think. I'm truly open to ideas here. All right, now that my desperate plea for feedback is over yet again, here's the last thing before we part ways for now. We've linked the agency leaders featured in today's Inbound 23 Roundup episode in the description of this episode. Go connect with them and let them know that you heard them on Agency Life. Because as we mentioned, Agency Life can be lonely, but it doesn't have to be. Whether you're already longing for the in-person connection again that we got to share at Inbound this year, or you just had major FOMO last week from missing out while you looked on from afar, this community of agency leaders is better when we lean into these connections in person or remotely and support each other on this crazy roller coaster ride that is agency life.